Welcome back to Instructions Not Included with Jeff and Tori. And today we're on episode seven or eight. Eight. And so we decided let's touch base with balancing parental roles in our house. Um, just because that's something that is ever changing and it's a constant learning process for us. And I know that based on where our friends are in their lives, um, it's also something that is pretty relatable. In that yeah, and I think it's outside of just parenting. I think going from an apartment to a big house with our two dogs, more space to maintain, it kind of encompasses all of that. So, And parenting is a huge part of that. Okay, well, I mean, parenting in the regards of raising Easton, Easton, yes. I just think it's the responsibilities. Let's say balancing the responsibilities of the household. That's a better way to put it, yep. So the reason why we chose today's episode, though, is just to kind of talk about how we've learned how to delegate the tasks that we have right now, um, with Easton being five months, um, balancing our um our jobs so our like nine to fives if you will so like Jeff's businesses my counseling position and also how are we balancing real estate together and of course our baby our new baby this podcast and just just for emphasis too for the one for people listening who don't have a kid who don't have a child it's uh it's definitely a challenge I mean taking on uh someone's childhood in your hands and just keeping that in mind it just takes a lot of energy and support between each other between ourselves so it's it's really been a tough undertaking so we hope that this message resonates with people who may be struggling like kind of like how how we are and, and we're trying to work through it yeah because our goal is to reduce any resentment that may build up because that's definitely something that we've seen just as far as like um you know personally as far as even in the small period of time um what we've seen growing up or even just what we kind of see in society right you you see kind of examples when things are not equal or even Mm -hmm. you see it in movies and tv shows um and it's just the time to really acknowledge that and to be the generation that kind of stops, not stops, but I guess acknowledges makes that the change. and makes the change. Like for me, I know um, like my parents are divorced, so I know firsthand the kind of strain that everyday life could, could have in addition to raising a child. So... It was a different experience for me to like see to come to come to be raised in that kind of household where I had my parents were separated when I was like 14 and I was forced to kind of be an adult. So or at such an early age. So now I have our son that we're raising together and trying to really make sure that doesn't happen to him. Yeah, because we want to be a good role model. Um and at the same time, we don't want to just present kind of like a facade, you know, to Easton in a, in a way of like, um, even now, right? Like, I want him, we kind of joke that like, when he's in his bouncer and I'm, um, you're washing the dishes, we're like, okay, Easton, like, this is something you're going to be doing too, because we want to raise Easton as 
a well-rounded you know person who is a contributing member of society who knows how to look after himself and when you don't see all of those roles Mm. in both your mother and father it may limit you when you're an adult yourself right and then that leads to kind of this perpetual cycle of like um i hate to say it but like the the stereotype of like the the um like the men who are essentially still being raised by their wives like i hate 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 that kind of like trope that's kind of like a comedic thing of like oh i don't have one kid i have two kids yeah and that's just like an embarrassment to say for i guess a wife or a mother who is in that situation like me as as a father as a husband like do i want to be known as like that kind of baggage like yeah that's just not a position you want to put yourself in so for me i'm trying to to play more of an active role and 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 at times i just didn't even know how to yeah be in that role so you've been kind of guiding me and helping me and understand what needs to be done what can i help with and in time i feel like i've just been getting better at being able to support you in that way yeah i i agree and i i think it's just i think it's it's both a lack of um but then like the question is like how come there's still so many um individuals out there who are like okay with seeing you know their spouse kind of take on everything and they're kind of just easily they're just kind of laying back and like watching everything happen you know i I think it's because it's just it's been acceptable i think a lot of couples see the the norm of the father taking more of a role of just like fixing things or being a provider and the mother kind of taking care of everything in the house and that just has for some reason become the norm and i think that just puts the mother or the wife in such a tough position that causes resentment and future issues down the line and not being able to work through that not being able to communicate can cause divorce resentment fights and a whole lot of issues that because it's never about the dishes problems. it's it's always about the something habits, else. the behaviors no 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 i mean whenever uh, whenever and this is from personal experience whenever there's um a, an argument when it comes to like forgetting the trash or like why are the dishes not done like um whose job is it to do what and Whenever there's an argument about that, I feel like it's never about that instance. It's about, like, the message behind it, right? Yeah, and I know for me, from my experience, like, uh, I, like, again, my parents were divorced. I was, had my uncles and aunts who took a role in helping me as well. So I was kind of, most of the times, what I felt was on my own. So I was kind of, I just had to kind of fend for myself, learn for myself, and nobody ever really, like, parented or reprimanded me so i felt in the beginning uh when we started doing uh like parenting together like anytime i would have been told to do something i took it as like i'm being parented and then i find myself like going back to my childhood like nobody parented me nobody parents me i don't need to uh, nobody talks to me that way and then it's kind of an ego yeah is it parenting do you mean parenting like when it comes to Easton or just like doing stuff around the house just doing stuff around the house because like if I'm asked like I've I've noticed that if I'm asked to do something in a way that I felt like was commanding it brings me back to 
my childhood knowing that I never had that and I didn't need that so I don't need anybody to talk to me that way so it's a bit of ego not being able to kind of accept that but it's caught it's forced me to to be more understanding like no you're not trying to reprimand me for lack of a better term you're just trying to work together to make the house right Mm -hmm. raise him right and do what so what I guess like what allowed you to have that shift then right because I I feel like even when we're in this even when both of us are very cooperative with trying to make our responsibilities and even being able to enjoy our own um, personal time right whether it's together or our own individual time um trying to make it as balanced as possible like what allowed you to have that mind sh- mind shit mind shift. shift because maybe there's you know people who are listening that are trying you know can feel that discomfort and know that they need to do a change so like what do you think you did differently or thought about differently in order to do that i, I don't know when but i just know it's just been a process i think it's taken a lot of self-work, a lot of reflection, a lot of vulnerable conversations that you've kind of opened me up to, to kind of even open that door. I know for myself, I've had such a big ego. Like I was president of my fraternity. I was started businesses. I've been on different interviews and, and that kind of inflated my head to the point where nobody can tell me anything. Like I'm so great. Look at me. And there's nothing wrong with me. It has to be somebody else. But in actuality, there's always work to be done. So it took me, it took time for me to kind of realize like there's more work that you can do and you're not as great as you think. You need to like take a step back and and really just reflect on the things, on the feelings that you're feeling. So for me, I just had a very tough time in my childhood and and younger just feeling my feelings reflecting on them and making the change to making the positive change to make sure I don't feel those negative feelings so it's still a work in progress and it's still something I'm still working on to this day but it it's taken a lot of work and energy and just conversations within myself to really not let my ego or my stubbornness Mm. get in the way of my growth yeah because you know it's that's why they say you know sure getting married um and like your partner is kind of a mirror to um you know yourself so it's whether it's like things that you your limitations your insecurities um and also like the good things you know the the positive and like the the true essence of who you are like your partner should be able to maximize those um you know those good things but your partner will always also be a mirror to or a reflection of what you know that you end up needing to work on and so like having a kid just multiplies that even more oh yeah you know so it's like if you're unable to even address those internal things that you've been suppressing or avoiding having that child and having those responsibilities is just going to kind of like keep putting pressure 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 until you end up exploding and that's 
what we're trying to avoid. And I mean, we've had scenarios where we've gone to like a head to head, you know, um, conversation about something that affected us. Like, so, you know, you were you being able to do um, like you being able to go play play golf and you still being able to like work out in the morning, you know, there's conversations where I know I've told you that, well, that's not fair because you don't have the same responsibilities that I do. And, you know, at the end of the day, we're, I should, you don't deserve to feel like you can't do those things. It's just, I need to accept that we're still learning how to balance everything. And I need to make those changes in myself, which is, you know, I don't know if you've ever heard of the term like martyrdom, like as a mother, where it's like you were kind of raised from a young age to put everyone before us. And I think now more mothers or more, you know, more individuals, because um, it doesn't matter, like if you're male or female, like you've, you know, you, you typically will see your mother, right? Um, oh my goodness, that's our dog. Um, you will see your mother typically sacrifice her well-being for the purpose of everyone else. And now we know that that's not the, you know, while it's admirable and we all know how, you know, how much sacrifice our, our families have done for us to be able to get to that point. I think where our generation realizes that it's admirable. It's, you know, it allowed us to, to give our foundation to be able to have our, you know, our good lives, However, we know that it's just not sustainable anymore and that it's okay to want to change things for the benefit of yourself and for the benefit of the marriage and just being a parent altogether. Yeah, no, I totally agree. I think if any time one parent, whether it's mother or father, just one parent taking on the burden of most of the mental load or the physical work of cooking, labor, whatever the case may be, it's going to be a lot and it's going to lead to resentment and it's going to cause issues down the line, Mm -hmm. whether or not you see it coming. Like my parents got divorced. My mom (laughs) was resentful towards my father towards the end and that's why she ended up leaving and that's kind of probably been built up over years like 14 years I was I was 14 when they uh first got separated so it had to have been over time how much resentment has built up yeah and I think you have to also give parents the grace sometimes because you know they didn't necessarily know how to address those things because just like for you, um, you know, you feel the discomfort, but you may not have the words to describe what you're feeling to me until I ask you what's going on or like until we are, I uh, know we lose our patience and we, you open up and just say like, you're just out of sleep. You know, it's like you need sleep. So it's then we have to realize, okay, let's shift how we're doing our night feeds and, and doing the morning routine. And so it's just like, I think the root, you know, I don't think our, it's not about eliminating all misunderstandings or it's not about preventing all fights from happening. Um, It's about gaining the skills you need to be able to be like, okay, we are not fighting each other. Um, Natalie sent me a one reel or no, a TikTok, I think. And it was like this really sarcastic kind of like sentiment in which 
when you know especially first-time parents or any parents are fighting with each other it's you're not fighting each other like you're actually fighting your child because it's like <laughs> the war is not take between that, you Easton. two take that. <laughs> the war is between you and the child right and so it's like I don't think all of our fights will ever be eliminated no matter how like healed we are. No, like, there's going to be so many different experiences yeah. we haven't even been exposed to with but the child. But it's about having the skills to be able to know, okay, let me take a step back because Jeff needs this time to vent and I can't be defensive in this moment. And that allows you to hear me out too, mm -hmm. rather than kind of like fighting with each other to be like well i didn't have enough sleep well i didn't get to do this because that's what is like it comes the, like uh, that's like the initial like yeah. reaction that's on the surface right so it takes a lot of work to not use that like first um how do i say this so like i also learned that kind of like our how our brains work is that there is the that fight or flight mode type of thing and that's like the reptilian brain <laughs> honestly i think i heard this from like vanderpump rules um where our biological like our biological response is to attack right so the first thing we're going to do is attack what our brains have matured into being and it's supposed to do is that we're supposed to be able to address is this um threat is it an imminent threat or is it a threat that we're just assuming it is but it's actually not and that's part of our brain that's supposed is like that higher you know higher level whatever that animals don't necessarily have but so many of us can't even access that part of our brain because we haven't even addressed all like the trauma all of like the really negative and toxic like coping mechanisms that are blocking that that's why the moment that we get triggered the moment that we feel attacked it's like we attack back rather than taking a pause and being like what is this situation actually calling for is that like an animal instinct yeah well like, that's what it is yeah right like now now that we're we have functioning brains or humans like we have the ability to discern and like yeah so there's a different part of the brain that again um there's a first part of your brain that think of it as like if you're guarding your house and you have like guard dogs, right? Just because you hear like a rattle outside, you don't necessarily like let them go because it could be like the the mailman, right? So that person who's holding on to those dogs, that's a part of the brain where we are still learning how to access instead of that initial reaction. reaction. So I think that's like what's really difficult because it's like here we are, we're both working. We know we're both working at making sure we're both fulfilled in our personal life, mm -hmm. our married life and our life as parents together. But sometimes it's so easy to just forget that goal and think that we're kind of attacking each other. Yeah, I mean, it's so when you add in emotions and you add in lack of sleep and you add in like personal work, stress, whatever the case may yeah. be, it causes so much friction that it's hard to have a clear mind and use that discernment. Yeah. And so, so it's, it's just, just like one of those things too, right, from our, our like prior generations, you know, they're like you mentioned, like they're just really trying to survive. So they don't even have the time or even the skills to be like you know what what are we actually arguing about mm -hmm. and then so that stuff just kind of builds up and there's no resolve and that's where you know 
that cycle just continues and it's just again you know you and I made kind of early in our relationship right we like decided that that is not the type of we want to be more conscious in our parenting we want to be more conscious in our relationship and more intentional too and so but it's difficult sometimes because the mundane things just really really get in the way of like the goal and part of like the goal is is to be able to like not listen to all the noise to just stay focused on what we're trying to do which is to be happy in our marriage and happy with raising Easton and not feeling like everything is a huge burden on us and just be happy and grateful for you know the house we get to live in and like that we get to even have these opportunities to work these situations out they suck in the moment and they're so draining and because it's really like forcing you to look internally and also realize that like the other person also wants the best for you and also wants the best for them too so like this whole balancing you know responsibilities in the house is not it it goes so much beyond who's going to take care of the laundry who's going to do the dishes it goes so much deeper than that and I feel like until couples really hit the root issue or like individuals really hit those root issues as to why those fights keep happening, it's it's going to be like an it's going to be like a hamster wheel of just yeah, like going like, on and on. The patterns will just keep repeating over and over again. It brings me back to the quote that most people like kind of joke when they say, it, but they kind of half mean it like, oh, once you once you become a parent, your life is over. Mm-hmm. And that's just. It's not the case it's just more work needs to be done Mm -hmm. because like i love golf i want to i want to compete playing golf that's a goal of mine i want to make a lot of money that's a goal of mine i want to build a a great marriage with you that's a goal of mine my only goal is not just to raise uh our child which is a huge goal uh of my life but it's in order for me to get fulfillment and achieve all the goals that i want we need to kind of work together, put a system in place and really do what we can to make sure that we're sharing in the load so that we both can have a fulfilling life. Yeah. And, um, you know, Laura told me because um, I was like um, when I started like doing yoga on Sundays, I was like telling her and like a bunch of like my other girlfriends that who are moms too, you know, that why is it that I can't even for this one hour or like one and a half hours maybe even two if you include the drive why is there that like this little voice in my head that's like telling me like check in on Jeff like make sure he's okay and it's like there's just this voice in my head that's always telling myself to be like oh you are adding to Jeff's stress like yeah on the other side I'm like why does she keep checking in on me I'm fine I'm an adult (laughs) yeah so it's just like um that voice is just like again the things we learn in society, the things we learn in our upbringing. And so what Laura told me, and this is actually something I learned as a counselor, which is you can't pour out of an empty cup. So it's like, I can't think that I'm going to be an amazing wife and an amazing mom if I'm not even taking care of myself. And it's just this like, you know, it's just this unending list of things to do, but it's also a constant battle of like, what should I need? What do I need to do now versus what can wait? And let me put my own health and like peace of mind first. And it's just that is my current um, 
struggle with at this time. Yeah, and, and like it's an ongoing process that you're always working on. But I think that's just the biggest point. Like before you go into marriage or before you go into parenthood, before you go into like really any major life change, it requires so much self-reflection, so much self-growth, and you have to like know where you came from to know where you're going. So that's something I learned very late in life. Like I thought I was had everything figured out. I was the man. I didn't need anything going into like my late 20s. And then experiences with life, with you, with education from other uh, outlets, it made me realize I'm so far off from where I thought I was that I think it's because you had you know with again how societal norms are men are shaped to focus only on their careers so it's like on one hand yes you were like going out of you know your comfort zone and leaving a comfortable job to start your business and you know having like zero dollars in your wallet and having to eat like ramen starting like cryo and all that stuff and it's just like you it's and it's such a detriment too to like men in our society because they're they're only focused on that career and then kind of when they sit back it it the lack of involvement in uh, or the lack of awareness in other points of uh, parts of their lives it becomes a detriment to them because then it starts to seep into like their relationships it starts to seep into their own mental health yeah and it's just like i don't think that you're far behind or you're far off i just think you've finally opened up a part of yourself that you've been um closing off for so long and what we were talking about was that you know this part of your life um you know this part in your life as a businessman as um a father as a husband you need to step into this discomfort because the type of person you were or have been your focus before it's no longer serving you because Mm -hmm. now your purpose is so much bigger than it used to be and in order to be able to step into that bigger purpose you have to also face a lot of more complex and and uncomfortable things that you before either one weren't aware of never faced never faced or three like just didn't really know how to even address yeah i mean i think the best way to put it is like different seasons of life like what i was in my 20s what i was in college what i was in my childhood is a completely different person than who i am now and that are all just my past and my experiences and that make me who i am and it's just I have to use those experiences to grow and, and get to that next level to make sure that I'm a great husband for you. I'm a great contributing member to society. I'm a great friend to my friends and I'm a great parent. Yeah. So it's for me to actually even like say that and realize that's the case. It's taken a lot for me to get there. Yeah. Just because and I, I hope people who are listening can kind of can understand that like there's just so much work that needs to be done that even when you think you're far ahead it's it's not even close it's not even scratching the surface like a lifetime is so long and we only have one life and it's just to be living in a way that you're not being genuine being real and just holding yourself back from growth because of insecurities or whatever the case may be is just doing a disservice to your quality of life 
And so when you get into a fight about um, dishes or when you get into a fight about something that, you know, someone forgot, just remember it's not about the dishes or for my Vanderpump Rule fans, it's not about the pasta. Um, it goes much deeper and it's it's more than that. So it's like, you know, we hope that this type of like conversation that we're having to kind of showcase like everything is great we're so happy we're so grateful and at the same time there's a lot of behind the scenes work that goes into that um and so you know it's it's one of those things of sometimes having that first uncomfortable conversation can really open the doors up to um a more balanced household and sometimes you know it's never going to be 50-50 all the time. You know, some people, um, however, you know, sometimes um, you, well, when you, just with my work, I was working nights still because that's where my patients were going to give me the most money. Mm -hmm. And Jeff and I had realized that, wait, I'm missing out on time with Easton after school or after daycare. And you were taking the load on with the dogs, dinner, um, Easton and even though that what you were experiencing is what most mothers have experienced like for many many years you and I realized like wait like we have the ability to kind of level this out because I'm missing out on something I wanted and you were taking on more than you really needed to yeah so now it's like we had to take a cut in my paycheck right in order to kind of realize okay it's not the money like we're gonna find the money somehow but mm -hmm. like I'm gonna miss out on all these months of just like you know the time that we get to spend with just laughing with him after school and it's just like you know I'm thankful that we're able to do that but you know balancing the responsibilities of the house is not just about dividing like the tasks but also realizing like are you happy am I happy what's going on how can we shift things and is there something that I may need to do for you like when I'll take over the night you know the first feeding so you can get more sleep and it's like those are the conversations that we want to normalize because it's just conversations that we know that a lot of people have difficulty having with each other and then then it just becomes you know an unhealthy thing for them and then couples get into a rut because it's just like there's so much stuff that's swept under the rug and it's just like we want to be a reminder that like it's okay to ask your partner for help and you know and it's and it's okay to be upset also if your partner may not be asking you for the help that you want but someone has to give someone has to say someone has to break that ice to be like we are what we're doing right now is not working what do you need and this is what i need yeah otherwise you're just going to go down a path of resentment like i know for me in order to make that change on my end it's just i had to self-reflect and realize that i was being stubborn or i was being like more focused on myself than us as a unit so it's it's tough and i think that's just what society kind of like taught me how to be mm -hmm. so yeah and it's also like um and if you just focus like i could have easily just said okay like you focus on your career but then i know that you eventually will miss out on a lot of the the play like the milestones yeah, of and it's just like i just don't want to be that person like cool i made 
lots of money and I'm super successful, but then I blinked and now my son is 12. Yeah. And he has no, uh, like he has no childhood with his father. So yeah. it's like, is that really worth it? And so also, is that what you want to teach him? Mm-hmm. You know, that is, yeah. money is the only thing that's important in life. Which is funny because that, the version of me before, like in my 20s, that money was the most important thing mm-hmm. in my life. And that was the only thing I was focused on. And now I'm realizing like there's more than just that, than yeah. just success. So, yeah. And so that's where like the balancing of responsibilities comes in because if one person is suffering, it's like, it's not just, okay, they're exhausted because, you know, work and what have you, but they're just going to start feeling unfulfilled. And then, and that's just going to be a trigger for like all these other, you know, parts of life that you just end up feeling like a shell of yourself. And, you know, it's, it's hard, but I think it'll be worth it. Yeah. And I think that what happens is most people just try to take everything on, keep mm-hmm. to themselves, don't they speak. Wanna, they want to keep that, like, the, quote, peace in the house. But really, that peace is at the cost of your own suffering. <laughs> so so anyway, I think, again, it's not about the pasta. Next time you get into an argument or next time, you know, next time your wife is really upset because you didn't. Um, or husband. Or husband, you know, didn't do something that they thought you were going to do or um you know you you know that you could have um done a little bit more with your own around the house without being told uh next time that there's an argument with that just try to dig a little deeper and realize you know it's not an attack on you the other person is probably just really really exhausted needs just some sort of validation that check in ask questions exactly check in with each other because it's not about the task at hand it's about everything else that's going on in life and checking in i think is going to be the best way to avoid just like everything that comes out after like the the argument it's just not worth it yeah because once you get married uh, once you have a kid and even when you once you get married it's so easy or just in any relationship or just in any relationship it's very easy to become like roommates or just like partners in the household so that you're just doing tasks for each other and you kind of lose that connection so it's always important that you're continuing to build that connection and you do that through communication yeah because even if like the physical intimacy is not there like um, again, there's different seasons, right, of of marriage, different seasons of parenting, where sometimes that just takes a back seat. Um, the one thing that can always maintain that romantic connection between, you know, the partners in the house is making sure that the other person is still being heard, you know, so it's like... Um, be easy on each other you know be easy on yourselves and adulting is hard adulting with a partner is hard adulting with a partner and children is hard but you know it's even harder to just remain stuck than to just go through the discomfort of having those important conversations yeah and even if you're not in a relationship it's just use your resources use use other people use your friends use your family use therapy (laughs) it's very difficult to feel your feelings or process your emotions or to understand who you really are without speaking and having those conversations around it yeah so until next time guys 
please subscribe, you know, share. Um, and otherwise, let's keep designing our extraordinary, extraordinary lives, lives together. together. Peace.